Describe what Marcellus Wallace looks like. What? Say what again. Say what again. I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. He's black. Go on. He's bald. Does he look like a bitch? What? <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. <laughs> was that from? Wasn't that like Anchorman minute, or minute something? Work. There? A minute work? Is that what it's I from? I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, don't mess with stuff. another man's prize. No, don't ever do it. <laughs> so, how you been? I've been good. Yeah, playing a lot of golf. A lot of golf. Yeah. How you doing? Just by yourself or you? <laughs> Oh, uh, sometimes I had I got a couple of old guys I play with out at the I got a country club membership out mm-hmm. uh, Turkey Creek. Oh, nice! And uh, I've been playing like three or four rounds a week. Any real golf until you hustle somebody? Who you hustle? No, man, I can't find anybody <laughs> to hustle. Nobody wants to play with me. Nobody wants nobody to play wants with you to play with when me. you're good. When <laughs> yeah. you're a good golfer, nobody wants to play with yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. Nobody wants to see you th- hit it a hundred yards by him. Yeah, you would think some people though. Some would people want do. Help. Well, these yeah. two old guys, and I've been coaching them for the last two weeks. Their game's getting better. Nice. <laughs> so I'm gonna <laughs> send him good. a bill in the mail. Yeah. Hey, here's your my here's my fee. I'm ready, getting ready for my trip up north. Nice. Yep, going first time flying. We went to the for, to a restaurant yesterday for the very first time. Oh yeah, yeah. very strange because we're both fully vaccinated yeah. now. Went to Liquid Ginger. We went to Dragonfly last week. Oh, that's a so true. That was the first time we went. Yep. Out. There was uh, Liquid Ginger is the perfect one to ease into because it's like one other person in the restaurant. That's restaurant slash money laundering operation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe at dinner. At dinner, this was at lunch, so at dinner. Uh, dinner They've been around be forever, man. I used to go there a lot when Mike Moody was bartender. Yeah, it's a great place. Every time we go there, we think they're gonna go under, but now they look like they've changed the inside and re up the menus. I Their soft shell crab people. was the thing to get. I don't know if you ever yeah, had that, but their curry. It'll destroy you. It's it's the spiciest curry I've ever had, but it's really good. <laughs> you want to try spicy? Get the jerk wings from. No, uh, I don't. I'm not. That's Eric. That's my uh, cousin. I'm about to see. He would be into that type of stuff. Usually, he has the the habanero wings. Oh yeah. From like uh, get that. Buffalo Wild Wings, and I, I couldn't do it. I tried one, and I'm like running for you got milk here, <laughs> type of thing. It's like ghost peppers to me. I can't. I don't. That's not my thing, man. Like murdering your throat and your stomach yeah it's good for your uh, inflammation yeah that's what they say but yeah. usually come back with a trove of uh toys oh yeah well he's he's been a buying fool up there my cousin anyone that's not a regular listener my cousin up north in massachusetts owns his uh own uh, toy shop the he Emporium. has your dream job oh yeah he's it's, <laughs> it's great man well i don't know my dream job probably wouldn't be to deal with customers every day but yeah. <laughs> you know what my, really d- my dream job would be to play golf four times a week yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait i have my dream job <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i would sell like these toys online oh wait i have that job see so i might have it already yeah the dream job because yeah not that i don't mind that i'm not a people person but he's got to deal with people even when he might not be feeling dealing with people well in a different level too he's got to negotiate with them and, yeah. and they all expect that their stuff's worth more than it I really is i think he is. deals with 90 95% chill people and like 5% Because people say, I saw the same toy on eBay for $400. Well, it's like, well, did it sell? Did yeah. you see that it sold? No, it sat there. for. You've seen it for six yeah. months. So I'm going to help him out around the shop and organize stuff. He's been pulling those stuff in. Uh, he hasn't had time to organize, so I'm going to help him do that. 
I work cheap. Tell I work for toys. I, tell, yeah, yeah. Well, I want two Luke Skywalkers <laughs> and an yeah. R2-D2. Oh, I'll come back with a suitcase. I'm bringing the big suitcase for sure because I'm coming back with a... I just sold one of those Vader head carrying cases filled with figures for like $285. Uh, and uh, I need another case. And he's got a case up there. And it's like, that's the bitch of those things. It costs like $35 to ship anywhere. I, I sold... The one I sold was Sarasota. I was like, oh shit, I sold it in Florida. I'm going to save on shipping. 35 bucks. I'm going to need about 350 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard the last iPod. Me and, me and Justin went into the, the whole Loch Ness Monster <laughs> South Park speech. Yeah. That was a, <laughs> I'm going to need it, about 350 it was it was, uh, <laughs> it was like two or three episodes, right? Uh, she was trying to excise the demon. Yeah, the, the, the succubus. Succubus. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> All right. What we're dealing with today, let's get into some movie stuff. Have you watched any good movies this week? you watch any movies? I don't watch movies anymore. What? Wait, you got to watch movies, man. Nope. <laughs> what do you mean? No. To do this, I'm going to do my seat of my pants. Is it? Are you, you? You've watched enough movies. I've watched all the movies. Well, all the movies are. <laughs> I'll talk about movies, but I won't watch movies. I've seen them all. <laughs> well, then you can need to lend me my uh, or give me my uh, Chernobyl back. You didn't watch no Chernobyl. I haven't watched Chernobyl. No, you need either. that. You need to watch that, man. There's some there's some good movies that have been coming out lately uh, that I've been wanting to check out. Like, luckily, I've been buying a lot. Uh, through my guy from South Florida, but I've been uh, every one I've been buying recently. Every batch, I usually include one that I haven't seen that sounds really friggin' good. So I've got like four or five coming that stars major actors that I haven't seen. So name I'm one. Mentioned. One's called Two Hands. It stars Two Heath hands. Ledger. It's like it was an Aussie flick. You know Brian Brown from FX. Mm-hmm. He's like a, a mobster. And he's after uh, Heath Ledger, and it's one of the first things that he did. Hmm. There was another one called uh, The Line uh, with Andy Garcia. The cop and, movie? Yeah, it's Andy Garcia and Ray Liotta. Like, want to, like, hold the line against I, I think turning on your partner? No, I think it's dealing with, like, uh, the Mexican border oh. line. It's supposed to be uh, exciting as hell. But there's lots of guns. There was a Dead Man Down one that I uh, bought that had uh, Colin Farrell in it. These were all ones I went to IMDb, and everyone's like, these are gems, man. This is, like, a great one. So I was like, I'll take a chance for $2.80. So. Wow, you big spend, you big I know, man. chance taker. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Didn't, I did watch a couple uh, Samuel Jackson movies this week, so I think we should talk Samuel Jackson. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. What's your first, I, I guess the first thing we saw with Samuel Jackson would be the first one on the list, right? We just didn't realize just he didn't was realize. as big of a star as, as he was going to be. Uh, yeah. Actually, the first time we saw him was probably in Coming to America. He was the shotgun. He was the guy with the shotgun and, yeah. and everything. So we did see him pre-Goodfellas, which is the first on our list. We got 10 listed here. If, you, if you're looking up Samuel Jackson, you were like, well, he's done at least 25 great ones. Yeah, we left a bunch off. But we tried to do a cross-section he here. He did a lot more than that. <clears throat> that picture I sent you, it was just like eight pictures of Samuel doing brooding expressions. He probably, gets, he probably gets 185 residual checks a month. Oh, God. He's got more money than anyone. And he's doing is he's doing Capital One. I think he's Capital yeah, One. Yeah, he's Capital One spokesman. Uh, and he's also... He's got a lot of spokesman jobs. I don't know if anyone has as many as Shaq, though. We were, me and my wife Shaq were talking about it last night. He has got so much out there. Shaq is a whore. Yeah, well, fuck, man. He <laughs> yeah, is pulling in that money, man. Yeah, I heard stories about him the other day. I guess he, he went into a jewelry store and... The there was a uh, 
woman there b- uh, buying a, or putting a payment down on layaway uh, for a, a ring. It was like $6,000. She was still a war on it, and he, he paid it for it. Was that, I was just pay for it. It was on camera. He was like in the middle of talking to somebody else. Yeah. He, uh, mem- apparently, he does that stuff all the time. Remember my friend Chris when I first moved up here? Big sports dude. We used to hang out with him. Hmm. Uh, clean cut kid. Loved Maybe. college basketball. Oh, yeah. We visited him yeah. once. Yeah. In, 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 in Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, when he went to Orlando, he was a manager at like a Foot Locker. Yeah. And he said Shaq came in because he custom ordered all his shoes when mm-hmm. he was playing for his leisure shoes. He custom ordered them because it was like size 22. Yeah. And uh, he said he would come to the mall and the mall would go nuts. And yeah. he'd go and he'd take everybody and buy them ice cream like yeah. two or three thousand dollars worth of ice cream he said the the woman didn't want him to uh to pay the money at the jewelry store he says don't worry i do this stuff all the time he says every day i try to go out and i do something nice with somebody he bought a car there was a guy working at the uh i don't know what was the uh the la center at that point i don't even know what it was called it's like staples center now yeah but he bought like uh there was like a custodian or something like that and mm-hmm. he took him across the street to a lot and bought him a brand new car <laughs> this is crazy man when you have fuck you money like that why not you got hundreds of millions God, of dollars man. you can change somebody's life he could live off well probably not his style now but you could like live johnny off depp his... drinks more in wine every month than <laughs> than most people that doesn't help his situation now in no. court though <laughs> Did you see that uh, uh, she's, in, she's, she's in trouble now? I think, well, she th- I think per- they're both per- always in trouble. Might have perjured herself. Yeah, I think she might be him. going to jail. Because so. she said he trashed the, the thing, but then they have caught video over the place, Immaculate. Yeah. yeah. Hey, don't want, don't you lie in court, lie man. Don't lie in, in federal court. court. Not a good idea. <laughs> you cost him a lot of money, man. Yeah. Like, he got booted from the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Oh, they but didn't... Mads took over. Did you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. They didn't pick him up again for the Caribbean. That's one movie. of those situations that they're going to wish Mads was there the entire time. They're going to make Margot Robbie the new Pirates of the Caribbean. Really? Yeah. She's going to be, oh, as the new like pirate? Yeah. That's brilliant. That's a brilliant move for them. They, You know what else is brilliant? Not to uh, to hold up the Samuel L. Jackson, but there was a couple of movie news things here. The, uh, <laughs> There's at, a chance he's in anything we're going to talk about. <laughs> maybe. <so. laughs> that uh, Emily Blunt came out today saying she is uh, she's pretty sick of Marvel movies now, and she was the one that we thought was going to play uh, Sue Storm, yeah. the, the Fantastic, with her husband, John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. So... It's either true or it's the best like uh, yeah. distraction anyone's ever played before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I'm sick of him, and then I'm gonna I mean, sign for it. I've heard a lot of people say they're sick of him. Who uh, well, Mickey Rourke? Oh yeah, he came out this week. He was like, he's like, that's just bad acting. He's like, it's not it's, challenging. He's it's like, it's just not, bad acting. I, I see. You could say that with not a lot of the DC bad films, in, but in not, like terrible acting, but yeah. like it doesn't. It's not art. Yeah, Which is it's what, a different type of it's thing. It's a different type of thing. I mean, that's it's like that's like bitching in the '80s that the horror movies were bad and everything. Yeah, yeah everyone's just gonna shit on whatever genre. That's all right. You just canceled your way out of ever sh- coming I'm back. Sure did, movie, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he didn't give the check back though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, so Samuel, man, let's talk some Samuel. All right. Uh, he is in a lot of Marvel movies himself, and he brings them to the next level. But we'll end with the, uh, with that one. No one delivers dialogue oh. better than except maybe Morgan Freeman. No. Yeah, I mean they're on par for sure. Of uh, most recognizable. Oh God, man! Most recognizable voice definitely can add. I mean, Quentin Tarantino. Once Quentin Tarantino realized that he could just write for Samuel Jackson, it just went next level with the stuff that he put him in. Even in the small roles like Kill Bill, where he was in the background playing the piano and shit. I mean, still 
Samuel Jackson delivering awesome dialogue. But so I guess our first uh, exposure was coming to America, but not until Goodfellas. And you saw Goodfellas a little bit before me because I remember getting the phone call from you up north. When you were up north saying, yeah. you got to take Bob to see this. Uh, and <laughs> it's got more F-words than anyone, uh, any movie in existence I, at that time, but it was like next level good. I get goosebumps when the Eric Clapton oh, yeah. breakdown scene comes and they mm-hmm. start finding all it's the... It's right before That's his cool. big scene. Yeah. I mean, so he was in it. For like he had like three, three or four scenes. little scenes because he remember he was fixing the drink for the girls. This yep. drink's better than sex, baby. <laughs> and then he obviously the uh, when he was shot on the bed was that's probably the longest he had been on camera. Yeah. <laughs> was that scene mm-hmm. and it was a shocking scene because he was the first person to die in that like long Eric Clapton <laughs> <laughs> exit. <laughs> Grab the cannolis, leave the coffee. Yeah, that coffee. <laughs> Man, take the coffee with you. It's a friggin' joke. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that, I mean, it's not much to talk about, obviously, <clears throat> other than a really great break for him. You got to get rid of the, you got to get rid of the uh, getaway car. Yeah, was it Satch? Was it? Stacks. Stacks. Yeah, everyone loves Stacks. <laughs> but Stacks got high and didn't get rid of the getaway car. Yeah, and and really that was the catalyst. He was mm-hmm. the reason everything got screwed. After and then that. what's going on? You know, kitten, kitten playing with scratching. Something? Here, hold on for a second. I'm not. And magically, it's fixed. Nice. <laughs> the beauty of Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Goodfellas, and I he he didn't have to wait long before he got like a major major. That's the thing, man. Goodfellas. I think everyone got noticed on that movie, yeah. even small actors. I mean, look at Michael Imperiali playing Spider. The guy that was stirring the sauce. Oh yeah, See, he, even he went Scotland on to do PA. a lot of yeah. What's Dude. his name? Damn, I can't remember. He had that I can never remember his life. Name. Ground for Life was a great show with him, and he had been in a whole bunch of stuff. But yeah, and you think, obviously, um, a, a lot of those guys, I mean, a lot of those Italian-American actors. I mean, they just they circled, just, they just made the rounds yeah. from Sopranos, and then... To, to analyze that, yeah. and to any time there's a, there's a big yeah. uh, Italian presence are all there. But that movie made them famous, because that's what you know Johnny Roast Beef, or Jimmy Two Times, or any of these guys' names. <laughs> Murray. <laughs> Murray, I don't know if I had seen in anything else after that. I mean, he was just Murray from... Uh, and he had a pretty big role in that movie yeah. too, man. Obviously, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta went on to be like crazy insane after that. So, not in real life, but <laughs> I wonder when because there's certain ones obviously we left off here, and I'm I'm not sure. I uh, I don't want to have to pull them up, but deal with the. Um, I wonder what years they came out. Like that Amos and Andrew. That was another one. Do you mm-hmm. remember that one with Nick Cage, where yeah. where he uh, Samuel Jackson played like this very highly educated scholar living in the woods and then Nicolas Cage uh, broke into his house and when the cops showed up they automatically thought it was Samuel Jackson that they were after and uh, just immediately selling racial slurs and everything like that but but the big one here let's go to his next one this is the one who just put him on the map for sure anytime Spielberg notices you and puts you in a movie you're gonna end up falling well that's 1993's Jurassic Park yes great movie he must have chain smoked through the entire movie. Every time we saw him, I think he had a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> this is one of. Do you, did you see this in the theater? I did. I don't think I ever saw it in the theater. I, I must have. Ninety three. Ninety three. I must have seen it. I theater. remember that when I walked out, I was like, "That was the best sounding movie I had ever really? heard." Really? Yeah. The 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 music with the 
dinosaur sounds. That's one scene where the dinosaur like was like chasing uh, Jeff Goldblum and the rest of them and everything. Yeah, when it first roared, it was pretty. We had it on the other day. We just played some Jurassic Park. It's so disappointing how bad the other ones are. It, it, the second one had a slight. It, it was what some about the one with Chris stuff. Pat? That wasn't too terrible. <sighs> It it wasn't until it was, yeah. <laughs> you know that I think That's the everything first, in life. Yeah, <laughs> the first half of it was all right, but then yeah, he's riding his motorcycle with the uh, with yeah, the running uh, raptors right. next to him. He's and, swinging with monkeys. Uh, no, that's that's a different one. <laughs> and then uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, she was just uh, running beside him. Oh help me! I said we're kind of beyond that yeah. now. So I didn't much care for it, and I don't think. I didn't care for it so much. I don't think I even watched that the sequel to it, the the Jurassic World two. I don't know what they're doing now. They are making another one because I think Sam Neill's supposed to be coming back. I'm waiting for them to make the real Jurassic Park. Yeah, holding up for that. <laughs> well, they were talking about <laughs> cloning. They they have blood from a woolly mammoth mm-hmm. that was trapped don't do in it. a mosquito. Don't do it. Or We've something. seen this term. Yeah. <laughs> But specifically, but, let's but make, talk. Why don't you just make the plant eaters? Why do you have to bring the velociraptors <laughs> yeah, and make them? That's true. This is <laughs> Brontosaurus, motherfucker. Yeah. They just eat the plants. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but Samuel Jackson, man, I loved his kind of uh, uh, him and Wayne Knight going he was like the tech, He was a techie. But he was he, the tech guy, But not man. the head tech guy. Wayne. Yeah, hang on to your butts. That was like the famous line from Samuel Jackson in this. And then they actually sent him down. Remember, he's the one. he lost his arm, right? I think the when he went into the compound to turn the lights on, oh, he, he went in yeah. and lost his arm. But we don't. I don't think we saw him lose his arm until you know the guy she that was grabbed hunting. the arm. Yeah, the, she went down there with uh, Laura Dern went down there with the guy that had that awesome yeah. rifle Cheeky that was hunting. Bastard. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, that guy. And I think yeah, I think Samuel L. Jackson's arm fell on Laura Dern's shoulder and he grabbed her arm and then screamed and bumped. we assume he's dead. We assume he's dead. They didn't bring him back, so. I mean, no, it's a shame too, but it was a, a big role for him. Obviously, he dies a lot. Yeah, not every movie, but no, he does die a lot, but not in every movie for sure. Obviously, the biggest movie on here, one of my favorite movies of all time. This kind of made him a household name, and I think he could, he could ask he, after Jurassic Park three and five. After Jurassic Park, he wasn't asking million dollar kind of. Uh, uh, getting salaries for like big big money until this next one 94 is pulp fiction came out he probably, Pulp fiction came out he went nuclear he probably I mean, didn't even make that much money for pulp fiction it just put him on no the map. but it for for the exposure he that asked, he had i bet he got a lot of money for die hard with event well you look at every movie after pulp fiction every movie after pulp fiction is is because of pulp fiction you mm-hmm. know because he was just that good in it that the exposure was that great that movie should have won the uh, Oscar for best movie if it wasn't such a big year. Gump uh, was Mark on that. Forrest Gump won it, uh, and if Forrest Gump didn't win it, probably would have went to Shawshank. To be honest with you, because that was also the same year, and so that was a huge year. Ninety four for like Oscar movies, man. Yeah, it sucks. It sometimes that happens. You know, you gotta like, it's like a roll of the dice. You know, Spielberg Forrest, had that problem Forrest with Gump. Damn. I think Spielberg had that problem with Jaws. He was expecting Jaws to win, but Gandhi won uh, that year. Jim Norton has a great joke about Forrest Gump. He's like, I can't use the word retarded anymore, but Tom Hanks can run around the screen for three hours saying, I love you, Jenny. And he, gets, <laughs> and he wins an Oscar. Yeah, that's what happens, man. <laughs> He's like, Sean Penn did it. He's like, Keanu Reeves accidentally does it every movie. <laughs> uh, all right, Pulp Fiction, man. One yeah. of my absolute favorite movies of all time. Saw it in the movie theater nine times. Probably made you want to make movies. Nope, I did. It was absolutely... I, I, every time I watch a Quentin Tarantino movie, I just want to 
uh, turn the movie off and open my computer and start writing. He just has that type of writing. And I don't know if when 94, when this movie came out, they had an incredible trailer for it, an incredible one. And it was at the beginning of it, it was all the awards and it was rolling down. It had just won the, the Palme d'Or, which is the, uh, the biggest, uh, award at the Cannes film festival. And that was what they were pimping it. It says it won this award, it won that award and everything. And then they played crazy music to it. They, they played that like jungle, uh, fever song. And then it, uh, busted in a couple of the different songs, but it was like a kinetic, crazy trailer. And I remember watching the trailer up at, uh, I think it was at dad's house up in uh port charlotte i had art oh no uh massachusetts and uh i watched it over and over and over again and the first time i saw it i went by myself to it must have been tribro uh cinemas uh up there and it blew my mind i watched it another two or three times up there and then i went down south to port charlotte and just started canvassing everybody i knew and i had reconnected from high school with have you seen pulp fiction have you seen pulp fiction let's go and that's what it was i went twice in one day once it was insane so to the point where I had memorized this movie, and man, this was an exciting movie. There was nothing like this when it came out. Mm-mm. No, this was like the the beginning of indie films yeah. as we know it, where people were like, "We can do crazy shit like this. Mm-hmm. We can refer to pop culture in yeah. movies." At, even though, if the people that were on uh, of the know already saw him do this with Reservoir Dogs, yeah, yeah, and they were like fractured timeline. Yeah. Already been introduced, but. He kicked it. Up. I had seen Reservoir Dogs right when it came out too, on uh, because I worked at the video store, and uh, I actually I rented it while I was still a senior in high school because I remember watching it in Deep Creek at that house, the mm-hmm. apartment we had with Kelly, and uh, then uh, we ended up. Uh, I remember pausing it halfway through the movie, and where we were like. Uh, this movie's incredible. I can't believe how crazy this movie is. And it wasn't that long after that, whereas when uh, Pulp Fiction came out. But what was some of your favorite stuff of Pulp Fiction? I liked all the stuff with Bruce Will- I mean, the movie was great. I liked You, you all better the like stuff. all the stuff with Samuel Jackson. I liked all the stuff. <laughs> no, didn't like any of that. What's your favorite Samuel I mean, Jackson stuff? My favorite- I want to talk about John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's obviously the... The uh, check the big brain out on Brad. Oh man, every one of his dialogue, it was yeah. insane how good it was. And that whole scene hear- from when they got in the elevator and they're talking about the guy massaging. Oh, the foot. Yeah, Marcellus's feet. That started even earlier with the Royal with cheese, yeah. like in the thing all the way to like the trunk. We're gonna need shotguns for this type of job, and yeah. then they go into the uh, the hotel all the way up, and then man. I- can you imagine how big this script must have been? It's just dialogue after dialogue after dialogue. Then obviously the uh, the scene with him and the guy from the freshman and uh, Phil Lamar mm-hmm. uh, and uh, shot Marvin in the face. Oh my god! The fractured timeline in this movie yeah. too was a little different for most people to mm-hmm. deal with. But it was if you were paying attention, it was enjoyable. You were like, oh, this is when John Travolta actually dies, but we are still seeing him mm-hmm. in scenes after that. Yeah, the diner scene. Yep, the diner scene happened last, so you got to see him. You were thinking, oh, that's the last we're going to see of John Travolta. And it's, but not in it's funny diamond. because he, he made the decision to leave the life, and it ultimately yep. sa- saved his life because he probably would have been with John Travolta. Who's this, uh, Bruce? Sam, Samuel. Oh, Samuel Jackson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, survived as a character. Yep. Yeah, it would have been... Quentin could have easily gone, and he still can, of, on, into a movie to show what Jules did after this mm-hmm. movie. He just walked through it. Yeah. I like to think that he went from this to Black Snake Moen. Yeah. <laughs> he went to that cabin, and that's how he it. kind of uh, he found, he Jesus. found God. Found God. <laughs> found Jesus after after his uh, 
after uh, his bad motherfucker wallet <laughs> error. But yeah, if I had to mention some of the my favorite Samuel Jackson stuff from that movie, man, I love. I, I guess it would all be the dialogue and everything with him. He had almost every scene. I love the stuff with him and Quentin. You know, every time I used to watch that movie in the movie theater, and like I always waited for the time where Marvin got shot in the face, and they had to take the car to Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> what do they look house. like? They look like a couple of dorks. Yeah, a couple of dorks. <laughs> that, that whole thing, and when they called like Marcellus, he said, "Man, that's all you had to say." You <laughs> called him the wolf on this. That's your, all you had to say. <laughs> they're your clothes, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, when he's yelling at John Travolta for getting the towel all bloody. He says, I washed my head. I watched you get him wet. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I washed my head with the same damn towel, and it don't look like a damn maxi pad when I'm done. This, this is a very volatile situation. <laughs> God, it was so great. He nailed that dialogue, man. And that continued, man. That was like the, the time where we realized the genius of Samuel Jackson. Uh, let's go to the next one. 95. This is, I think this is your favorite of the, the trilogy, right? So 95's Die Hard with a Vengeance. You yeah, like this more yeah, than the first yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah. Way more. Way more than the first yeah. one? Wow. Uh, Jeremy I have to Irons. Like I have to like was, the first one the most, but after that. Jeremy was, Irons was. Oh, he was incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I just like the idea that, that Samuel Jackson was just a normal dude yeah. and got sucked just, into this. Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> Like, shove a lightning bolt up your ass, Zeus. It was a <laughs> great... keep calling me Jesus? <laughs> one of the greatest camera reveals oh, yeah. ever. Yeah. When they sent Bruce Willis down, they made Bruce Willis... And, did you know... We didn't know what he had to do, but he, we no, knew... No, we didn't he, know what he had to do. We knew that... He just had to go to Harlem. He had to go to Harlem. And he had to do it or someone was going to blow up uh, uh, something. There was yeah. going to be a bomb someplace. That, that was the element that made this movie really great Chester to me. Chester Because it had that uh, dirty, hairy element to yeah. it. Like, I'm going to run these cops around. And then then to do that twist of the riddles to yeah. figure out and everything. God, it was brilliant. This was a brilliant, brilliant movie. Uh, and if you're a fan of New York, it's a great movie. You know, I after going to see going to visit New York myself for the first time. Like most people, I think they come back, or any place that is, they come back yeah. and they try to find movies yeah. that were filmed there. You so spent a lot of time it. in Harlem, did you? <laughs> no, but <laughs> this movie showed every part of New That's York. True. You watch this and you watch Weird Enough, Home Alone 2, yeah. Lost in New York, you'll see all of New York. Uh, Gangs in New York, you'll see a lot of New York. Doesn't yeah. look the same. It doesn't look the same, but yeah, you definitely would. But yeah, so he runs, uh, he brings Bruce Willis to Harlem. Uh, the other cops, Graham Greene, uh, Colleen Camp, uh, they were all great in this movie. And he put a sandwich board on on him, and we didn't know what the hell it said, remember? He's just walking through we, the neighborhood. We saw Samuel Jackson's reaction Wasn't he half first. naked, too? Like, no shirt on? He just had his just boxers boxes. on. Just yeah. his boxers. And he, we saw him walking around, and people giving him weird looks, but it wasn't revealed yeah. to us what it was. Until Samuel Jackson said... Call the police. Someone's about to get shot. And then he, he goes over, and then we see him, the wide shot of him, turn around and says, I hate N-word. Uh, and then Samuel Jackson says, you having a bad day? You're not, you're not doing well, are you? You feeling all right? He says, "What would? Uh, why would you do this? He says, and he's trying to tell him, dude, this is a yeah. big situation. You need to get the hell out of here. He says, yeah, you need to worry about those guys down there. Because when like they a see you, bunch of gangbangers hanging out on, the, <laughs> yeah. on a stoop. He says, when they see you, they will kill you. And all of a sudden, you hear one of them say, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we knew they had seen it. And I love Samuel Jackson. He says, act crazy. He says, act like you just escaped from Bellevue. He says, wild, crazy. And that's exactly what he did. And Samuel Jackson makes that move, man, that uh, really wrapped him in there. Was he, he, they screwed, they messed up his store, right? Didn't he have a store? Yeah. Well, they, like a TV repair are, shop or something? Are, he said that to Bruce when they were in the uh, cab. He was like, you know what they're doing in my store right now? They're burning that thing. But 
when they were beating the hell out of Bruce Willis and Bruce Willis had revealed to Samuel Jackson, I'm a cop, you hear about that bomb? Well, this has to do with that. He says, he says, I got to go down here and do this or he's going to uh, set it off. And Samuel Jackson's thinking, he's like, oh, fuck, I don't know what to do. But when they start beating uh, Bruce Willis's ass, he sees that gun that's taped to his back, mm-hmm. all uh, yippee-ki-yay style. Mm-hmm. And he grabs the gun and just points it at the gangbangers and just, that's like a major thing for him to well, do. He can't with go his, back to work there anymore. He's got his anymore. nephews. Yeah. I mean, his kids are right over there. Or was it his kids? Yeah, it was his or kids, his, I think. Or his nieces. And nephews. Uh, so it was it was crazy. And then he got wrapped up. And remember, uh, Bruce Willis had to lie to him to keep him on board. Mm-hmm. Remember when they got him down at the station? Yeah. And he, he told him where the first bomb was was actually in Harlem when it wasn't. Yeah. And he, he just, that's how he got him wrapped up, up onto this thing. But it was great watching those two guys. I mean, it is not easy to get that type of chemistry like really well i think arnold and james belushi had it really great in red heat especially in this type of element because this nick, is a nick genre Nol- nick nolte and uh, nick nolte and, and eddie murphy, murphy yeah you we hear about the good ones keanu you don't hear about and, all the ones keanu and, wait, uh, wait wait what is this and what's his name <laughs> in point break uh yeah but it's not like that's not meatball as, subs <laughs> yeah, see, I would go with uh, Keanu and Gary Busey. That's what I said. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were saying, uh, uh, what's his name? No, Gary Busey. Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. No, yeah, yeah, Gary yeah. Busey. Yeah, that makes sense. I would, I would agree with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, and I wonder how much time they hang out together on the set or uh, outside to be able to get that. I guess Riggs and Murtaugh was another one that. I really mean, they were in up. the movie together a year earlier, so. That's true. Did they have a scene together? They didn't have a scene together. No. Oh, wait. No, at the bar. They did. They at were the, at, the, at bar. the bar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't interact with... He just interacted with Travolta. That's right. He interacted with Travolta. That's interesting. And he didn't do any... Huh. Yeah. I, did he work with him? Oh, he definitely worked with him after that. <laughs> Big time in, like, number six. Yep. <laughs> so, I guess they had a, a pretty good working relationship to be able to continue like that. I mean, they both are consummate professionals, too. But, yeah, not if those ask, guys... Not if you ask Kevin Smith. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> Kevin Smith <laughs> caught Bruce Willis in like the uh, mid two thousands, where he stopped kind of giving. Do you ever fuck. hear? You ever hear about him tell the story about Bruce Willis calling him up? Yeah, didn't I tell you that? Wasn't I've I heard. Like, it, no, I've heard it in a stand up. Where it times. was accidentally. But they had a long conversation, and he didn't even know it was Ke- he didn't even know it was Bruce Willis at first because he kept yeah, calling yeah. himself Bruno, which yeah. is I guess is his nickname. Well, he also tried to send him. He, he says, "I sent you. Uh, I sent you some photos. Uh, I sent them to your office. Did you get them yet?" And he's oh, like, "Oh, no. that wasn't on the stand-up. Yeah, that was that was something that Kevin revealed on a podcast later on. That he he called and said, "Hey, I did. Uh, did you get those photos I sent?" And then Bruce has had to say, "Hey, yeah, I thought I was texting another Kevin. <laughs> so if you get those photos, can you send them back to me?" <laughs> like the only reason he reached out because Kevin's like, "Oh, I'm touched. You you called me. You're gonna make up because it was kind of a shit show from what I hear." that cop yeah. out mm-hmm. I, I think you can read some a lot of stuff kevin kevin talks a little bit about it but kevin hates shitting on anything yeah. so he no usually he, sticks the to, story he told was endearing He's, yeah he started out by saying him and i didn't get along and that was all he said about yeah. it I, I i bet there's some st- uh, stories for other people if you on that can't set, get along with kevin smith that's a that, big that's problem, a problem because he is nothing well from what i hear bruce just wanted to shit can the script and do whatever they oh. wanted you don't get to do that yeah and Unless that movie shows that movie was horrible it was yeah. a piece of garbage well now I don't have to watch it so yeah the Bruce Willis and uh, Tracy Morgan didn't really pair up as well as uh, as obviously Samuel and Bruce did Bruce was a lot different of an actor in 95 than he was in like 2010 
too. So not that he's not good, but he's kind of gone the realm recently of the Nick Nolte. Uh, not Nick Nolte, uh, Nick, Nick Cage, Cage. Who, who you see him in a shitload of, uh, you see there's a shitload of movies out of, out there of him, but you don't haven't heard of any of them. Yeah. But he'll put out eight a year. So. Got to get that money when you can get it. Yeah. I mean, I ain't arguing that. So yeah, with Die Hard with a Vengeance, he he made this movie. I mean, he so many good really people made in this movie too. It. Was this the one that also had? Uh, so who it was? Who were the other bad guys? Jeremy, yeah, Jeremy Irons, Ludwig Borga was a wrestler who was the main henchman. You had yeah, that, that that German, that hard ass German girl. Is that the one where he dropped her down the elevator? No, that's the fourth. That's the one. other one. That's okay. the fourth one. Fourth one was really good Third too. Was good. Uh, I love the fourth. Fourth one. one was the one with the that's with the one fighter Kevin, jet. That's Kevin Smith was in it. The fighter jet. It was, yeah, the was Timothy like Justin Long. Uh, Justin, Justin Long, Timothy Alfat. It was the one after that was horrible. Jack Black. Uh-huh. I think was in it too. Jack the Black. tech guy one. Mm, no, I think you're thinking Enemy of the State. No, Jeff he did Black? that too. No, you're thinking Kevin Smith was tech Kevin guy. Smith. Yeah, right. Kevin Smith was tech guy. Oh, I you can... know the Fet? Just another fat guy. I see what you're saying. You know, oh, you know the Fet? <laughs> you know the Fet? <laughs> Lair. <laughs> Lair. That was a really fun one, man. They really shit canned that last one, though. That last I one was remember, so bad. I remember that hearing that they had cast Justin Long, and I was like, oh, he is going to suck so bad. Oh, I, I was actually excited because he, he was doing those Mac and yeah. uh, Apple commercials. I thought he was going to be terrible, that. but he was good. was great, yeah. Yeah, he he's up, funny. He ended up being good. All right, next movie, 97, man. I read this book before the movie came out, and I had, like, miscast it in my mind. I had seen the ca- – I knew who was going to be in the movie, who was cast, but at this point they weren't telling you what role they were playing. So I was – thought Robert De Niro's role was going to be De Sam Niro De was, I thought De Niro's role was Michael Keaton while I read the whole thing. Okay. So I had to, like, retrain myself. Oh, I see. To, uh, to think differently. This is the first time we had it. seen Michael Keaton in a while, right? Yeah, Michael Keaton had been gone forever, and that's why I was excited about it. I was like, oh, because this was an Elmore Leonard book. Who Elmore Leonard does awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. He did Get Shorty, mm-hmm. and what was the other major one? Uh, that Out of Sight mm-hmm. with uh, J-Lo was yeah. really, really good. Uh, and that was also Elmore Leonard. And he's done a lot of books that I don't think have been remade in movies yet. So taking an Elmore Leonard book and then making Quentin Tarantino, because this was the first time I think he did somebody else's material. He had, And people think that he only does his own stuff. Most of the time he does. I think 90% of the time he does his own shit. Uh, but now, obviously, he's going to be doing the new Star Trek movie at some point, which would be incredible. Uh, Jackie Brown's a little different. You either really love it or you really are like, or you either really love it or you really love certain scenes. <laughs> That's what I found. Because I don't think a lot of people appreciated the entire piece. It's it's long. It's a little bit slower. But there's a lot. The action that does come yeah, from it. There's very, there's a lot it. less action. Yeah, if you're expecting Pulp mm. Fiction, you're not going to get Pulp Fiction. It's a little I, different. I always, I always think about that one scene when he shows up at... Uh, Chris Tucker, is it Chris yeah. Tucker? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, because I've said this before, I hate to be the kind of guy that hit do you a, up do a favor for someone and then hit you up. You gotta be that guy. I gotta be that guy. Yeah, that whole scene, man, <laughs> where he brought Chris Tucker in a small role for Chris Tucker too. Chris mm-hmm. Tucker had already done Friday at this point, I think. Yeah, because Friday I think was like ninety five. Maybe this was before Friday. I don't know. Um, anyways. That scene at the at the trunk was just amazing, mm-hmm. and then that scene with him and De Niro in the in his apartment. I mean, it was a great caper. Yeah, it was a great like, caper. It was a great caper. Yeah, and he was a great kind of mob boss. He had a scary element to him that but he was only also came fun loving. That only came out certain times. You know, when he he would get real serious and pissed off. And, but at the end, remember, he was scary at the end. I, the when scene, he took his hair when he took his hat off yeah. and his hair was down yeah. in that long ponytail and he was sitting in the dark talking on the phone yeah. with Robert Forrester, it yeah. was scary. But when I, my favorite scene of all time is when 
she gets out bonded out by Robert Forrester. Mm-hmm. She she takes the gun out of the glove box. Yeah. I don't know if we knew that. He didn't know that. No, he didn't know it. We didn't know it yet. We didn't know it yet. So she goes and he shows up at an apartment. You'd yeah. already seen what he did to Chris Tucker. Yep. So you're like, oh, he's just gonna eliminate another witness. And Pam you know, Brewer, this was the first time he's being kind of he's Brewer. being kind of kind of cool with her at first, but then yeah. being like that weird, like something's gonna happen at any moment. Put and then, and then it's like, what's that? Yeah, Rory puts gun. her hands yeah. around her neck. That's a gun point, <laughs> pointing at your dick. Is that, it says, what does it feel yeah. like? He said, it feels like a gun pressed against my dick. <laughs> I turn Girl, on, I was just kidding with you. It's I like, turn on the light. So can you point that somewhere else? And she just kind of points it two inches to the right. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I man. had seen some Pam Graham movies growing oh, yeah, up. Foxy some Brown. Of the, some of the uh, the, the racier women in, ones, the women's women in, women uh, in prison, women in cages type of movies. Yeah. Uh, but like Quentin, man, I love this. Is he what probably I grew love up about, loving. Her. I love about Quentin. I love about Rob Zombie, and there's a couple more. Uh, even Kevin Smith will do it, where they take some of those famous actors from his youth that yeah. you don't see very often, and just gives them a different career. Robert Forster won, and I think he won the Oscar for this. I think he That's won Best good Supporting Actor for this. Your career was probably he oh, probably God. assumed his career was he was over, man. After Delta Force, I mean, he was just doing like random shit here and there. He was there. doing the AARP commercials. Yeah, I mean, it, it was insane with Pam Greer. I mean, Quentin has done this consistently with every actor that he kind of puts on. Travolta, we, we forget what Travolta was doing before Pulp Fiction. You know? Look Who's Talking 3. I mean, he was doing Look Who's Talking 2, and she, I don't even think he stayed for the third one, but he did Look Who's Talking 2, and then Pulp Fiction, and we were like, holy crap, Travolta is like a big actor now. He went on to do Michael and that phenomenon and all the crappy movies he went on to do but still doing it all because of quentin tarantino got to buy a new jet because uh but i love uh samuel when he's talking to de niro about the guns oh yeah yeah when he's pausing kill every motherfucker in the room absolutely got to kill except no substitutes (laughs) (laughs) and then where he's uh he's basically pimping out bridget fonda to be with uh de niro and everything and all the way down to when he kills De Niro, man. I love yeah, that scene. Your ass used to be beautiful, oh, man. Oh, God, that whole speech <laughs> was so good. When he when he had to figure it out, you know, when when they opened the bag and realized that somebody had pulled a, a fast one on him, Pam Greer had switched the money in for the romance novels and shit like that, and then they're trying to put it together, and uh, De Niro says, yeah, there was one weird thing. You know who was in the dress department? Max Cherry. He, he said, wait, Max Cherry was in the dress department? She says, he bailed her out. He, he says, oh, how the hell am I supposed to know uh, that they know true. each other? I mean, it's true. It's It, it really wasn't. Uh, if he was going to get angry at anything De Niro did, it was killing, obviously, yeah. Bridget Fonda. But she wasn't lot. making things. <laughs> Well, he had no problem with that. Did you kill her? You got to make sure, was she dead? Because that's the last person we want to live. Yeah. <laughs> because he is going to turn like Giuliani. <laughs> so. Uh, Where's the car, Lewis? Oh, God, man. That's still one of the best scenes. Man. That scene or when he's, where he screws her in the apartment. That really hit the spot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love, I love Jackie Brown. I love every part of it, man. It was one of those really... And like you said, that caper, how they told it out of sequence and everything, and you got to see Robert Forster's side of it. You got to see Pam Greer's side of it. And then... My, Michael Keaton, I, this was his like foot back in the door, I think, after being uh, out for so long because it wasn't as meaty of a character with him. For him, I mean, he got to play the FBI agent and everything. And uh, uh, every scene he was in, it was a pretty. He was cool. good in every scene, but uh, yeah, when Samuel kills uh, De Niro, just you didn't even know he had a gun in his hand. That, yeah. That's how great that scene was. It just boom, it, it went off, and you saw that blood spray. And yeah. at first, I'm not even sure we knew who killed who. 
Yeah. Maybe a split second, and then we saw yeah. De Niro look down at himself. Your ass used to be beautiful, man. But yeah, that whole scene where when he finally takes his hat off and he looked, he had that like blonde hair with the ponytail, and he's sitting behind that desk at Max Cherry's office. Tony Lister was he was the the yeah Tony Lister was the uh, secretary at the the bail bondsman. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That big man Nango looking motherfucker's not going to be there, is he? (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes he plays the president. Sometimes he plays the secretary. (laughs) It was great. Uh, But yeah, and then Pam Grier got one over man. Yep. Pretty uh, soon, or pretty like month, a couple months ago. Yeah, but how Pam Greer got over him, man, where he just said, he's got a gun, and just, boom. Yeah. Michael Keaton took him down. Yep. Oh, thought he had a gun. Damn, man. <laughs> Hardcore. But, I mean, you by the by the end, you really didn't feel sorry for, no. for was it Odell? Odell? Odell. I think yeah. it was Odell, yeah. All right, let's go to the next one. The Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson uh, return here in 2000's Unbreakable. My God. I think they only had that one scene at the end yeah. uh, together. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Shyamalan Dingo. This was when he was still killing it. Yeah. In, in my opinion, I love He's Sixth Sense. Off. I love Sixth Sense. I love Unbreakable. Uh, we saw... Um, I loved uh, Glass. With, we saw... No, not Glass. Split. Split. I loved Split. I okay. did not like Glass. I thought Glass was horrible. Glass came after Split? Yeah. It was the sequel. You wanted me. it to be better. I wanted it to be awesome. It could have been. It could have been. <laughs> How did you not just make it awesome? M. Night, man. You have you, all the elements you, there. The problem is, is these directors, they they, they probably just get absorbed in their own head, and they're yeah. like, I know what's best. I know what's best. I know what's best. And it's we've seen, it's the, be, we, we've it's seen that be, with Star Wars franchise. Lucas gotta, being like, I know what's best. I know what's best. And I not know. listening to any outside influence or yeah. following what the fans like. It's true. That's what happens when you have these directors that want to have complete creative control and, and they do their M. own Night thing. Shyamalan. And M. Night's like that. And it's it's got to suck for him, too, because he's here, heard it for years. What's the woman in the water? Not woman in water. There was one other one yeah. he did. Water or yeah. something. Something water. And then there was the happening. And Signs was all right, but it was eh. It had its moments. I didn't mind. And I'm the, probably, village. the Village. I, I liked right. The Village. I liked The Village. I didn't love The Village, but I liked I the really village. liked it. Yeah. The idea of it and like... You know, he, he the ending was kind of like all right. Like I was good. I like the ending. That that was. I think those. I wanted four it to be real. My favorite monsters, but yeah. it ended up not being. Yeah. So spoiler, everyone knows, spoiler. If well, you know. everyone knows there's a there's a twist at, at any of these uh, any. M&I and it, like at the movie. end, he scrambled by having two security guards give like two minutes of dialogue to yeah. to say, oh, that's why the planes didn't fly over. What I enjoyed about Unbreakable is it, it did have a supernatural element to it, but it was very subtle. There was some really dramatic, dramatic stuff in Breakable. Like like the scene where the kid pulled the gun on his dad, uh, on oh, yeah, Bruce Willis, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything, and, yeah. the, and then the relationship problems that him and Robin Wright were having on it. Because if you're not familiar with Unbreakable, so Bruce Willis is on a train, and the train gets in an accident, derails, kills everyone on the train except for Bruce Willis. And... That's just his opening storyline. We also see that opening storyline with the woman giving birth with the baby. And then the guy comes in and grabs the baby, and, and it was also an intense scene. He's like, did, did you drop this baby? He says, yeah. this baby's got multiple broken bones. And then to find out that this, like all his bones are almost broken and everything. And that's kind of our introduction to Mr. Glass. Yeah. And we get to see him younger growing up, but we didn't get to see Bruce, obviously, because Bruce really didn't. Are we he, just, he are wasn't we aware that he already had those. Po- he did already have. Those he already powers. had the power. We, he didn't. That's know That's right. About we it. see him almost drowned in the pool. I haven't seen this in a while. It's come back to me. But they. I just so remember we, him calling up his boss and saying, "Hey, can you check to see how many sick yeah. days I had?" Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, that's a good way to ask for a raise." Yeah. 
Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking that we didn't get to see him growing up, but we did see the, him growing up. We did see the one scene, the scene with him in the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we almost drowned. <clears throat> it was an ingenious idea, to be honest with you. I, I think I, it, I really think it liked... took a lot of people by surprise at the end that you either were uh, were happy with uh, what what this was or what it wasn't. I don't know, but I loved when Bruce Willis realized that he could not get hurt. Uh, well, the son realized it or uh, assumed that it was the case when he pulled the gun on him and said, Dad, you can't get killed. Lock your gun up when yeah. you get home from work. Yeah. So, come to find out water is like, so it, it, this we're basically dealing with a superhero movie but not actually being calling super, superhero. Call, calling a superhero movie. And I liked how Samuel Jackson was like for every, like there has to be like a yin and yang yeah. almost, like for the evil to exist for mm. hero to exist and basically need, needing each other bruce willis can't be hurt his only uh kind of thing that can hurt him is water and samuel Moved jackson's thing <laughs> yeah samuel jackson's thing is the uh is that every he's very fragile they yeah call him Mr. he's, Glass, he's, he's broken every bone in his body so he's a, he's more of a mental giant yeah that's what it was he he sharpened his brain and he's the mastermind villain which they could have made they could have made five of these mm, movies and yeah. this was a good prequel to something that would happen but the the you saw the what this movie was capable of when he went to the uh train station well at first we saw it at the stadium remember he worked at the stadium yeah. and he bumped yeah. in the guy and realized he had a knife on him and i yeah. think that was m night wasn't it yes i think that was m nights because he plays a role in all of his movies uh, but then he, uh, when he goes to the train station and he puts his arms out and that's where he finds that one serial killer who has kidnapped the girl and forced his way into the house and everything. And then him going to that house, that was exciting, man. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets knocked off into the pool and you're like, oh my God, it's the one thing that can hurt him and everything. It was exciting, man. All the way kind down to the, the end. Yeah, yeah, all the time, <laughs> and all the way to the end, into the comic shop when he went to see Samuel Jackson in the comic shop, and we didn't really get to see what happened to uh, Samuel Jackson. So it was one of those things that we never knew that M Night was ever going to make a sequel to this. And then when he turned Split, that was one of the most shocking things of that year when we saw Split. Mm-hmm. And Split was great. Yeah. I loved Split. Mm-hmm. With uh, uh, McAvoy played the different personalities, and one of the personalities was actually like a physical monster that he could become and then at the very end of the movie where they're talking about his character on the news once he escapes and you hear the one person in the diner says man that sounds like somebody that uh that's some that happened to someone uh, a couple years ago what was his name and then you hear bruce willis's voice say mr glass and then they show him, and you realize, holy! Ooh, like, they kept this. They kept this quiet yeah. for sure. And it got out like immediately once that first showing happened. Because I remember seeing it. Uh, everyone was like, "Wait, is there an uh, Unbreakable connection here?" And it turns out, holy crap! We were just watching a prequel to Unbreakable, uh, and we didn't even realize it. And uh, yeah, then I went to Mr. Glass, and uh, I did not like it. It was just, it was bad. Was, well, that's wasn't, not on the list. So we don't wasn't, talk about it. Wasn't executed well. Yeah, we left that off the list. All right, this next one, and this one was a pretty major one. This was the, I think it was Craig Brewer who had done, he had already done Hustle and Flow. This was his second movie after Hustle and Flow. This is a kind of quirky script. Yeah, I remember watching the trailer, and I was like, well, this is just too weird not to be cool. Yeah. You know, or interesting. And it was really well cast, and they aged the hell out of Samuel Jackson. This was uh, 2006 Black Snake. He almost kept the makeup on for the next movie. Yeah, he did. He just aged a little bit more. <laughs> that was his great grandfather. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, Blake Snake Moen by the uh, great Craig Brewer and starring Samuel Jackson, obviously. Uh, Christina Ricci, man, yeah. was awesome in this. I am, she I was have, killing it, man. I already had a crush on her. Oh, I always did, too. Once she had done, what was the first movie? Maybe Prozac Nation was about the time where she she got old enough where you were like, when she was young, she was she was yeah, cute she and was... weird. She had that Winona Ryder kind of thing going yeah. on. Like when she played Wednesday Adams. But when she got older, you were like, oh, she aged well. And <laughs> what, she's gonna... You want to play a game? What's it called? Is there a God? Yeah. <laughs> she was funny, man. People forget. And even before that, she was in that Mermaids and everything. So she had oh, been around for a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, when she got older and started doing like some adult shit and she was like, Gosh. I don't think she had pants on this whole movie. No, man, she was skinny, and I I think she looked fabulous in the movie. But I think she needed a gain. She least. needed ten pounds. Yeah, she needed ten pounds on her because she was just all ribs in this movie. So why don't you tell us the main premise of this? So the movie starts out. She's a party animal. Yeah, like and she's people, with Justin Timberlake. Right? Yeah, yeah, people that we would have seen like, like in the first like time in we Port saw Charlotte, Timberlake. like at Kid Space, just oh, drink, yeah. drinking too much and hanging out and doing to get in fights. silly things. And she was. She he was going away to basic training or something. Yep. And uh I guess he was kicking her to the curb or something. I, I don't she ends up having sex with a get wicked drunk and having sex with a bunch of different people. Yeah, you could tell that this was not unusual for her. Yeah. <laughs> and she was very loose. Like she got beat up. Yeah. She was Some, not in a good place. Someone punched her. And then I think Samuel Jackson, he doesn't he just Find Finds her, her on, on the, the on side a, of the road, on a dirt road, half dressed. Yep, she's in white, bloody, uh, like white panties and like and a, like a t- half shirt, half t-shirt with yep. no bra. Yep, and like her face is all messed up. Yep, and so he takes her back to the house to try to clean her up or get her help. I don't know why he just yep. didn't take her to the police department or something. But he's a god fearing man. He was a god fearing man. Mm-hmm. So. I don't. <laughs> I guess he wanted to keep her there long enough to. Well, that reveal was good too because I remember that. It, like she woke up in the morning and he, he, she's like, "Where the hell am I? Who are you?" And everything. Oh, I found you on the road. You're all right and everything. And then she's she's like, "There's something." He's like, "There's something I should talk about." And then yeah. she, she, she looks down running. and she, she's got she's got like a full like chain around shackle her, like around shackled her around her waist. And he's like, yeah, I was going to talk about that. <laughs> and she goes running outside. Mm-hmm. And he gave her like, what, 50 yards of <laughs> yeah, chain? Yeah, and then, she just and then like all of a sudden just back. jerks her back. There was a weird comedic element with this movie, but there was. it was not a comedy. It, I wouldn't classify it this as a It definitely wasn't a comedy. It was kind of dirty, yeah, too, it, because she was like, you know. She was hitting on him. She was hitting on him. She would have hoarded well, she up. Was going she was through, like. She, she was going through withdrawal. He basically too. sexual addiction withdrawal yeah and he was trying to she had like this weird scene where she was like masturbating on the front lawn yeah. remember that when, yeah, yeah, yeah. when he when justin timberlake had left or something she's like uh getting off on the front lawn you're like what the fuck is going on with this girl so yeah she was like a sex addict a drug addict everything and, and Samuel he was gonna Jackson use the power just, of jesus to save yeah. her soul and he needed to keep her there and i remember when his friend showed up oh yeah yeah, yeah. the, the was, other black guy with yeah. beard yeah it's like what the fuck he's like doing? the pastor or something right yeah what are you keeping this white girl here you can't keep this white girl here <laughs> And basically, that was his thing. He was like, I'm going to, someone needs to help this girl. She's yeah. going to go down the wrong path. Uh-huh. She's already down the wrong path, but I'm going to help her. I'm Jesus gonna be the and guy. I are going to bring her back. Yeah, we're going to bring her back by kidnapping her and, and keeping her from her the up. elements and everything. And yeah. A lot of it was them having those kind of meaningful discussions. It was just the two of them for most of the movie. Yeah, and, just nothing, back and forth. nothing weird and freaky happened, but that no. was kind of the element that you were thinking watching it. Yeah. You, you kind of were hoping Samuel Jackson was a well, decent Well, when you named the movie Black Snake Moan. Yeah. <laughs> and it's about sex addiction. You're yeah. like, okay, what's, what's going to happen, happen here? <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, if we're seeing a black snake, I'm leaving. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> speaking, but, of, speaking of snakes, I had a crazy dream last night. First time this has ever happened to me. I got in my dream. I got bit by a rattlesnake, and it. I felt intense pain Ooh. in my dream. Oh, interesting! Like something crazy, happened to you. In, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I, it must have been. I bet you had like a, a nerve pinch or maybe, something. Maybe. But I remember it hurting and feeling the pain in dreams, and you almost never. Yeah. Ever. Did you get up and look for the snake? I didn't. We see too many of them. I felt this. Isn't that weird? Yeah, there's a snake snake in the house, dummy. (laughs) You got bit. (laughs) You got bit by a snake. (laughs) That's not the snake I was talking about. No. You missed the point of that story. I don't. No, it it was great. And it was one of those indie movies that came out that some people watched and some people didn't. And it was was weird. The trailer was a really good trailer because it... it, You almost would think you wouldn't want to watch it because it was going to be too racy or yeah. I don't know I mean it was kind of but it, it wasn't sexy they didn't go over much. The, they, they didn't go over the bounds even the intro they had a, they showed like a sex scene but it was all blurry yeah. and you basically could tell someone was having sex but it was like in a drunken yeah. state I mean no one wants to watch somebody being kidnapped and just like it, it's weird it's, it's one of those weird premises that it was probably really hard to pitch like the only way you were able to pitch this is because you just did hustle and flow, and you and have you have Samuel cloud. L. Jackson. Yeah, you have. I think it was Miramax. I think this was Miramax. You think hustle and flow was that? So and Miramax had already done all the. Harvey was like, I know all about this shit. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be a technical you go, consultant. Do you. <laughs> I'm going to be a t- technical consultant. No, see, when you kidnap somebody <laughs> and you use them as sex slaves, oh, this horrible. is how you do it. <laughs> All right, this next one. This was a this was a arguably difficult one, but I remember how much they talked about this about how much Samuel Jackson helped Leo do this role. <laughs> and this was so we're talking about 2012's Django Unchained. Once again, Quentin Tarantino, the third outing with Quentin Tarantino. Actually, it's probably his fourth because he did have that small role in Kill Bill. But he did not have a role in Inglorious Bastards, I don't think, right? He, I don't did, think he Samuel had that was. great role in uh in the one in the snow when they went in the cabin. Oh yeah, hatefully we left that off here just because we had talked about it somewhat recently. But he was he was great in that role too. So he is a Quentin guy, man. I, I mean, if you find somebody that can write dialogue specifically for you, he well, was the, a romance too. So and the that great was thing technically is, is, Quentin, but. is from a directorial standpoint, you don't even have to worry about that character nope. anymore. Nope, it's done. Once you have a writer yeah. that can write for yeah. you, I mean, and if you got ten of those guys in your repertoire yeah. that you know. Like Leo and him and, yeah. and other people. Then yeah, your Christoph, movie's done already. Your movie's the, done already. This was the time where Kristoff is like the new Quentin Tino, Tino star. Well, Inglorious Bastards where it started, and then we knew how good Kristoff was. Kristoff was amazing. He's Django. so charismatic. I Mom like just guy. watched this recently, and she's a she's a Quentin yeah. uh, fanatic. She I told said, her she hasn't seen Kill Bill, and she, the, either of them. She's like, huh. you, you think I would like Kill Bills? It's like you're a Quentin uh, fan. I said, you, th- there's a little bit of like Japanese and like anime type stuff in there. I said, Very but, little. but there's enough Quentin elements in yeah. there that you got to watch it. If you're a Quentin fan, you can't. Uh, this movie had 4,700 N words. Oh it? man, it was bad. It was man. Kinda, and, yeah, it was it was hard for Leo. And I remember had reading that Samuel Jackson says you just got to go full force in there. He says this guy existed, and you have to look at yeah. it like that. You're not this guy. This guy existed. There was some brutal. Stuff Oof. in this movie, this the dogs, really brutal. and they yeah. didn't even show anything, but there's just the the idea that it was happening. Yeah, it, it's an ultimate revenge story, and that's what kind yeah. of mm-hmm. like really made this enjoyable. You got to see Jamie Foxx completely get revenge when mm-hmm. they showed up, and they got those three guys, and he he got each one of those. Even when they showed up at the uh, town, 
with the uh, the guy from um, Dukes of Hazard showed up as the uh, the oh, sheriff, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that he shot the bartender. And he had or some the, comedy. Or the deputy. Uh, Christoph was funny, man. Don he, Johnson. Oh, Don Johnson. It, when they were when they was talking about the hoods. Yeah. My wife stayed up all night telling oh these God. hoods. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill yeah. was in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say it was a good idea. It just was not executed well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they had some comedy, but we, even with uh, Leo, you know, he he was likable at times. You hated him at times. And then when you really hated him, you really hated him. But I remember when... All he had to do when, was shake his hand. They could have got it out. Yeah. And that's what it was, too. But when Samuel Jackson, when he first showed up and he is on the porch and he's got the sun in his eyes and he sees, like, Jamie Foxx coming up and everything. And then they he says, we're going to invite him into... In, in the big house? In the you, big you house? You want him to spend a night in the big house? Your daddy would... Your daddy was... Great. Yeah, and <laughs> you... You didn't realize how much clout Samuel Jackson. You thought he was just another worker there for mm-hmm. Leo until Samuel is the one who figured this whole thing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he because them. they were trying to put a fast one over them. They wanted to. They showed up at Leo's ranch with the. I mean, uh, they were willing to pay, so it wasn't yeah. that much of a fast one. But they one. they went in with the ruse that the, they were going to buy uh, like wrestlers. Yeah, or those. but they were going to buy one and then yeah, they throw were that girl in, and we'll give you an extra whatever. But yeah, that's what it ultimately was. Is they wanted Sam, they wanted Jamie Foxx's wife, who was being kept there uh, against Brumhilda? her will. Brumhilda. Do you know that's what we named your car? <laughs> we name all these cars. Your your uh, car that I borrowed, we named it Brumhilda. Okay. We called it we called it Brumhilda the whole time it was here. All right. <laughs> Nice. My car is named Norma, hers is Stella, and then we, need, we found the need to Brumhilde. name Brumhilde. Okay. I was like, your wife's German. It's a nice German name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I love the, the story, the whole story of Brumhilde that they told in this. Uh, like, when he, he finally introduced her, like, she didn't expect to see Jamie Foxx in the next room, and they mm-hmm. opened the door, yeah. and she just passed out, and the water fell out of yeah. her hand. It was great. But, yeah, when Samuel Jackson finally figured out what was going on and called Leo in the other room, and they were just having, like, a scotch opposite each other, yeah. he says, let me tell you what's happening here. This guy is here to buy that girl, and they are putting one over on you. And then that's when just Leo went crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Did that whole thing with the skull. And then that firefight at the end, man, it was crazy. It was like broken in two. You forget when you rewatch yeah. it that that scene happens with Christoph Waltz where he doesn't shake the hands, but then it goes all the way down to that Quentin Tarantino scene where, where he they're being transported. Those, he tricks them into letting him out. Yep. And then uh, that whole thing, and Quentin blows up, and then he goes back, and that's when that huge thing happens. You knew it wasn't going to turn out well for Samuel Jackson, man. That end scene with Samuel Jackson, he just had to scream at the top of his lungs and... Man, and they were gonna he that scene where he was gonna torture him too, where he was just like leaning over him and everything. You were like, "Wow, Samuel Jackson's kind of a one of the more evil roles for Samuel Jackson." Really, I would agree. Yeah. All right, the next one. I love this man. This is such a fun ass movie, and I, I saw it. Was don't kinda, remember. Too so, much and this it. is a uh, 2014. This is uh, the Kingsman, the guy from the King's Speech. Yep, Colin Firth. Colin Firth, and the guy from uh, Rocket Man who played Elton John as the kid. Okay. Uh, he, he was great in this. I never saw it. Mark Strong was so good in this movie. He's good. He, uh, Michael Caine. And then Samuel Jackson was the uh, the bad guy in this. And this was such a fun movie, man. It was, I think, what's his name? The guy who did Kick-Ass did it. Uh, Matt, not Matt Reeves. Uh, Matt Vaughn, I think is his name. He started out with... 
he started out with the crew that did Lock, Stock, and Snatch, and then he went off to do his own movies, and this was one of his movies, I think. And this went on to a, two sequels. One hasn't come out yet. The sequel to this was The Golden Circle, which I own and I have not seen yet. And then there's another one called The Kingsman, which takes place when when this uh, secret society first started. To, started, and it stars Ray Fiennes as the first Kingsman. And it comes out like at Christmas time this year. So it's going to be major. I'll have to check out The Golden Circle before then. But this deals with just like a secret society of gentlemen kind of assassins that keep the world kind of spinning. Like it's James like a, Bond. It's like James meets... Bond element. Yeah. And uh, do you remember much of this movie? or uh, If you start talking about scenes, I'll remember okay. them. But So what Samuel Jackson plays this, he's probably the best dressed for any of his, his roles. He had they, crazy outfits, right? Really great outfits, like very urban outfits with the cleanest shoes and very orange. And he had those unbroken hats with the, and it was on sideways. And he had a lisp through the whole movie. I do remember And that. it was like, is this going to work? And it actually ended up working. And he had like, uh, he couldn't stand violence. <laughs> he he fit you. Yeah, he'll be. He'll be. Remember, he couldn't stand violence. Anything, something violent happened. Yeah. He'd have to turn his yeah. head and not watch. Uh, and like when that big scene at the church happened, the big scene at the church was the scene everyone remembers. So what's going on is Samuel Jackson is like a big tech guy, very Steve Jobs ish. And what he's doing, he's going to give out free SIM cards to people. He he's already kind of kidnapped certain people, and he he puts slices in the back of their head, almost Manchurian Candidate style, and puts a chip in there. And not only oh, like Bill Gates, uh, it lets him basically control them, but he can explode their heads at any moment. Mark oh. Hamill at the very beginning of the movie, uh, they Did they kill Luke Skywalker. They they blew Luke Skywalker's head off what? his uh, skull when uh, Colin Firth came to talk to him about uh, something. That ain't cool. And so the, the, the thing was, strong is, with him, though. Uh, Samuel Jackson went in front of the world and said, I'm giving everyone free SIM cards, free internet for life. Uh, enjoy. And then everyone's getting him and everything and not realizing that what his big thing was, and it's like a Thanos Marvel thing where he <laughs> wants the world to destroy itself so it could basically reboot. There's too many people in the world. There's too many, uh, I'm too much that. bad stuff in the world. That's true. So his, his plan was... I'm on board, was, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> so his plan was he was going to activate the satellite which made everyone's SIM card activated and anyone even around them activated and it brings out major aggression and where you're like literally beating the shit out of each other to death. And he tries it out at the church. There's a great scene at the church where he keeps saying, we're going to do something at this church. So Colin Firth, we're, we're getting kind of only on one side of this because what we the major part of this is uh, – one member of the secret society at the beginning of the movie dies, and they have to recruit another person. That, the opening scene was when he dies, right? Yeah, he he was doing a bunch of super cool stuff, and then all of a sudden, yeah, he, that girl, the girl with the with legs, the, with comes the, in yeah. and like uh, slices uh, his with, head off and with shit, like wires or something. Yeah, right? and uh, he had gone in by himself, and they they named all the secret members, different members of the uh, of the what is that Knights of the Round Table. So Lancelot's the one who died. So they told all the other like knights of the round table, secret society members, that you each of you have to bring in a candidate who's going to be the replacement for Lancelot. And then uh, Colin Firth brings in the kid uh, from the Alton John movie. And it was great. They showed them go through some of the best boot camp stuff. It was it was like the recruit in a way, where they were doing fucked up shit to him. And they you realized it when they got there and there was like 12 of them and they're all sleeping in one barracks and they start flooding the barracks and they, they wake up while it's flooding and they were like, Oh, they're willing to kill us that we have to, they want the best of the best. So in that particular scene, one of them says, Oh, we got to go grab the, uh, 
the pipes from the shower heads. And so all of them run over to grab the bites and use them as like uh, snorkels while uh, Eggsy, which was our guy from Elton, uh, the Elton John movie, goes and tries to break the two-way mirror and, and saves all of them. The water comes through and everything. And then you realize that one of those guys died uh, doing it. So you were like, that's how this is like Thunderdome style. Yeah. So every one of them comes down to a different thing. And do you remember the final thing was horrible, man? They gave him a dog at some point that you had to raise and you had to do it. And the final thing yeah, was man. Michael Caine gave Eggsy a gun and says, kill your dog. And it's like this cute French bulldog. And he has it held on him and everything. And they had it was down to him and this other kill my girl. Dog. Yeah, it was down to him and this other yeah. girl in the, uh, in the other room. And, and Eggsy wouldn't do it. He wouldn't shoot. And you hear in the other room the gun go off. And Michael Caine's like hard ass says, well, at least someone's got balls. He says, you can go home now. And so he goes home. And then he shows up at uh, Colin Farrell's house. Or, uh, not Colin Farrell. Colin Firth's house. And says, Colin Firth's like, why didn't you kill the dog? He says, you son of a bitch. I wouldn't have killed my dog. And Colin Firth showed him his dog. It was like stuffed on his mantle. And he's like, you killed your fucking dog and had him stuffed? He says, yeah, I had him stuffed. He says, but he died like like two years ago and everything. And Eggsy's like, what are you talking about? He's, it was a blank, man. They just wanted to see if you'd do it. Uh, you weren't going to kill your dog. You think well, you'd you didn't help know you kill your dog? No, you didn't. So something happens and I they have to actually bring Eggsy back because they they kill Colin Firth in the movie, but apparently he's in the sequel. So they... They faked his death. I think they faked his death. So I haven't watched the sequel. I can't tell you about that. Yeah, the amnesia, and they faked his death. But when they're testing this thing that will bring the aggression out of people's heads, they do it at that church. And uh, he's like across, Samuel Jackson's across the street, and he's got that girl with him. Uh, She was in Star Trek Beyond. Have you ever seen Star Trek Beyond? She played like a Romulan, and she was completely white with all this black kind of makeup and everything. You would not even know it was her. She was really good in it, though. And she's got like, what what is that guy that was convicted of murder? The, with the legs in, in Europe. Remember he killed his wife? Shot her through the door saying she didn't oh, know it was her. Uh, the, Sling Blade guy? Or yeah. Is, it, is that what it was called? No, was he called? was called um, uh, the Blade Runner. Blade Runner. The Blade Runner guy. So it looked just like it. She was. She had the same legs, but it had like swords on it. She, she would be killing people. So her and Samuel Jackson across the street from the church, and they activate the thing. And they're like, we're out of range? She says, yeah, we're plenty out of range. Don't worry about it. And they... Colin Firth realizes he's in this wrong situation and he gets up and starts walking out and that's when he turns it on and everyone in the church starts killing each other and it they do it to free ride mm-hmm. uh, and they play like almost the entire free ride and it was probably the best action sequence you've ever seen in your life I remember it, they did it for real they did it in slow-mo so they were doing it in slow-mo and then they just sped it up but it looked like it was the most incredible choreographed scene and Colin Firth ended up killing probably 40 people in the church and then ends up walking out and that's when Samuel Jackson just boom shoots him spoiler alert but apparently it does come back. <laughs> and the whole end sequence was great where they had to go to like this secret island where Samuel Jackson was going to activate the thing for the entire oh, world. It's a secret island, man. And Mark Strong had to go in and Mark Strong was in the plane watching the whole facility and, and telling Eggsy where to go and who to kill. And they have all the special, remember he's got the umbrella that yeah, shoots yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. it's also yeah, like a... Yeah, uh, coming back to me. Really good, man. It was a really well done action flick. And it was great to just see Samuel Jackson. He had a great death scene in it too. They end up, he ends up killing Spoiler alert. I guess we spoiled a bunch of this one. Uh, but it's fun. It's, I don't do it just Maybe he'll come back in the next one. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, maybe not. But <laughs> Eggsy kills the uh, the girl with the legs and, and rips one of her legs off and like 
throws it up like to the second floor where Samuel Jackson's got his hand on the board and all the hell is breaking loose. And so it goes through his chest. He takes his hand off the board. All the aggression stops. But Samuel Jackson looks down at the dagger in his chest, the foot in his chest, and just pukes all over himself. That's how he ends up dying because he's so grotesque by violence. Uh, it was so great. You would think I had, I would have seen the golden one by now, but I've heard, I heard it was good. Not as great as the uh, first one, but... I'm sure I'll enjoy it, so I'm going to have to check that. Maybe I'll check that out this weekend. My uh, my wife's going away Maybe for the weekend. So, so it means summer, summer Paul. Summer Paul. Summer Paul 2021 begins. Because begins. I've got a, a bunch of movies. I, I like to watch a whole bunch of ones I haven't seen yet. So uh, so where are we? Uh, Kingsman, The Secret Service. Oh, this last one, man. We got one more you got me. You got me for one. I got you with one. No, you you got me for one. Oh, for one Marvel movie? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I tricked you into this one. This was a this one one was one that we, I knew you would probably I, like though because it was more born identity. No, is this the first Winter Soldier? No, it's the second one. We so saw the, the first one together. Uh, the first Captain America. So let me say Captain America Winter Soldier 2014. I really could have picked several ones for the Nick Fury character, but this is my personal favorite, and it's probably got the best Samuel Jackson Nick Fury scene ever in a movie which i have seen that oh god that scene, scene well we'll uh so, so yeah we watched the first one the we, first but Avenger, he wasn't in the first and he one. wasn't in the first one and it was all right you know it wasn't it was great. good when i went back and rewatched it i enjoyed it a I lot mean, more it, that as was far one, as superhero movies go yeah. i liked it because it wasn't didn't feel exactly like a superhero yeah. movie. yeah like, i mean they gave him the super serum and he went from scrawny to big but he was dealing yeah. with the the nazis yeah with the red which is cool i mean it was cool it, you put nazis and all stuff yeah. i'll watch it yeah villains they always they make the perfect villain especially when you're fighting a red skull wearing an ss uniform yeah i mean, you want I mean who doesn't want to <laughs> see that vanished. but i remember renting this i had seen this already in the theater winter soldier and it's my favorite captain america movie it's probably my favorite marvel movie to be honest with you it's got so much in it it's very heavy with captain america and black widow and you have uh robert redford plays the evil uh sen- senator in the movie and <laughs> you Nick can just Fury. say senator yeah i guess <laughs> it's synonymous now <laughs> uh, but i remember you coming over and, and you're like you got to see this movie i know you're not normally into it and then you, you were like uh, i think you were hanging out with your wife maria too and she's like i think maria's gonna come over too and i said awesome and i said come and watch it so she watched this too i don't know how many it seems like a, seems like a million years ago but this was yeah that was a while ago that was probably what right after it come out so it was probably seven years ago maybe 2015 possibly but it was good it has so much action in it and it, it certainly reminded me of the um uh the uh, born movies type of situation with it and what was great about this movie is it introduced the the character of Bucky, who just had a whole series that uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Bucky was a guy who went through boot camp with Captain America, and then he kind of disappeared and everything, not realizing that the the Hydra, the evil, basically, I guess, is basically Nazi organization that that fights against the uh, the good guys in the Marvel is Hydra. It's basically a version of the Nazis. Uh, apparently, they had kidnapped Bucky, and they had gave him super serum too, but they made him as an, a killer. And you didn't realize it until at some point in the Winter Soldier, Bucky's his mask a bad guy. comes off. And he was a bad guy, but he was being mind-controlled. So after this movie, he actually became good, and he's like a good guy now. And he was a good guy all the way through the Avengers movies and all that. So What is uh, Nick Fury's... So Nick Fury, and Nick Fury's what's, in space right now. What's his... <laughs> in, in, in like the Marvel movies, he's... He's in space what's right the, now. What's his superpower? He's just he's Rich? just a badass. He he's <laughs> like the original James Bond. The if you go from the comics, he was this really great uh man from Uncle 
kind of James Bond type character that went next level once Jim Steranko started writing for him. So there was they had like all own, the gadgets and uh, yeah, gadgets and everything. And uh, Jim Steranko did a lot of psychedelic type artwork and everything. And uh, I used to love the old comics and everything. But he was like this white guy with an eye patch. So when they cast Samuel Jackson, Samuel Jackson is cool as fuck, and that's all that really needed to be for Nick Fury. So everyone was completely thrilled with how he played him, and he was a badass. And we should talk about the big scene with him in this movie. It's the twenty million dollars six minute scene. Oh my god, dude! It probably was like a twenty million. Uh, yeah, man, it could have been. It was a really great. So it's the car sequence. Most people who watch the Winter Soldier knows the Nick Fury car sequence. So he's in one of Marvel's like hyped up super uh, AI controlled vehicles, and yeah. he's just like parked. At, he's waiting like, at the intersection. Light. What's that? He's just waiting at the light to turn. Yeah, red. he's just waiting at the light, and then these uh, rogue cops are like pull up next to him, and then they just pin him in and slam into him. And some of the greatest stuff in the scene was the AI voice, who's yeah. like, "You have uh, the windshield has eighty percent integrity left to mm-hmm. it, and everything." And he's just trying to figure out how to deal with the situation. Well, but does propulsion work? And he says, "No, propulsion doesn't work." And they're trying. The mini to Gatling gun does though. Oh yeah, so that's what it is. Is she wants to do countermeasures and he's like hold off because he wants them to weaken the, the windows because at this point now there's like six cars there yeah. that he's been shot at but he's obviously got it's been bulletproof he's being shot at by like 20 different guys and then they they bring out like one of those rams <laughs> like, yeah it was like crazy futuristic yeah. kind of like rams like, that they get into drug dealers houses with even crazier than yeah that. and it's it's Every time it hits Nick Fury's car, you hear the AI voice saying you've got less and less integrity. So when it gets down to like 3% or something, he, he says, now, and then mm. it opens the door and the Gatling comes up and he kills everybody. And the, by that time, the uh, the car gets activated and he just takes off and you get this, then they crazy, this crazy action st- sequence. Another five-minute car chase after yeah, the crazy... A- Sequence that you all just leading saw. down to the Winter Soldier in the middle of the street with this like magnetic bomb that he shoots at Nick Fury. Is that what the that was the Winter Soldier? Yeah, that the was one the Winter that Soldier. threw the the bomb that it, like that had the magnet yep. that hooked went out up of the there. Car. And, yeah, that was the Winter Soldier who did that. But I I don't know if the clip the Winter Soldier is bad guy. Uh, he's the bad guy at, at this point. He ends up becoming he's a good guy. Yeah, but he's just being good, mind controlled. Good guys always get the bad guys back. Yeah, I mean he's, he's getting mind control as so he can't really. Can I but, use that? Can I? Can but I use they that? use mind control, and if you're not, you're probably not as familiar. But they use the mind control so much on him that they make him go and kill Robert Downey Jr.'s parents. Like what? they show it too, where he pulls him off on the side of the road and just assassinates him. And, and Robert Downey at this Jr. point he's already good. It, it like oh. He, he's come out How of it. How does Robert Downey Jr. And, feel about that? Uh, well, the, that's the thing. The one of the villains, Baron Zemu, who is played by that guy from that racing movie that burns uh-huh. himself, yeah. uh, he reveals to uh, the Robert Downey Jr. character, "Hey, he killed your uh, parents," and that's when all hell go- breaks loose and the team splits. And Captain America is on one side with Bucky and uh, Black Widow, and the other side splits with Iron Man and uh, the, his kind of side and everything. So it was a kind of a major catalyst. But in that scene with Nick Fury. Did, did the clip go far enough to show you how he got out of the car? Yeah, he burned the hole in the bottom. Yeah, he's of got like, like this hand torch. Laser it's, torch. It's like this laser like torch. like a lightsaber. And he just, yeah, basically it's, <laughs> like, his, hole, it's like purple lightsaber from, cut, uh, from Star Wars. Cuts a hole in the, the, like in concrete, the cement. And it just goes through the sewer and everything. Mm-hmm. And they fake his death. It was really, really well done. Which, not only did they fake his death, they... They, it's one of those situations where they have to make the people that love him think that he's dead too. So you're watching; they make it look like 
Chris Evans has no idea, or Captain America has no idea, Black Widow has no idea that they've killed him, and then later on in the movie, they show up at a house, and he's, like, in a hospital bed and everything. It's like, by the time you guys got here, and shit like that, and it was great. <laughs> I, I love how they've, they've systematically worked him in, in clever ways in the movies. They don't throw Nick Fury in just for any reason there's a great scene at the end of avengers endgame i don't know if you were familiar with how endgame ends i never saw it the uh, avengers had that two-part thing it was endgame a bunch of people uh, died. infinity war and then there was endgame someone stole the glove with all the gems in it you got this <laughs> only that's only because we used to buy the comic book yeah well what happens is thanos gets that glove and he gets all the gems and when he does that he has the ability to snap his hands fingers and when he does that half of the world disappears they just disappear and uh, and they're gone for like five years. And there's still people in the Marvel universe who are not right because of the time. They call it the blip. And uh, they come back. They come back. And like five years. But did they know that older, they were going to come back? Like when they just go comes and... back, his daughter's like a teenager when she wasn't before. So it was a very clever thing that they carried through to the timeline, the Marvel but universe. But did they know they were going to come back? No. They just showed you, up? You kind of got the idea uh, – I mean, they ended the movie that. You were like, oh, and half the Avengers disappeared. And they're like, you like, can't kill half the Avengers. Yeah, I mean. well, Spider-Man disappeared. Uh, who else? Black but, Panther disappeared. They all started disappearing and everything. Well, what was great was at the very end of it, when everyone's disappearing, they take you to New York, and Nick Fury is on the street. And... Uh, he sees stuff happening. He sees people start disappearing and everything. And he's, he takes his phone out and he gets a text out to like Captain Marvel right before he's like, oh, what the fuck? And he gets almost through half the fuck and Nick Fury disappears uh, along with the girl next to him, his, his partner. And you're like, holy shit, this thing just took everyone out. And you had to wait until Infi- uh, Endgame came out and then they were able to bring everyone back. And it was great, but I, I love Nick Fury in it. He was a major in the Captain Marvel movie. And the Captain Marvel movie ended with the, uh, I can't remember the aliens. There's a certain shape-shifting aliens that were, the, they're, they're like good villains. Apparently. Elf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, I think in the comics they were villains, but in the movies they're kind of like they help us uh, up there. And at the end of Captain Marvel, Nick Fury stays in space with them. And we haven't seen Nick Fury in, in the last three movies. He likes he, it up there. He's still up there, so we're waiting for him. There's another Captain Marvel movie coming they're out. They're negotiating so. his contract. <laughs> yeah. well, there's a lot of Marvel movies coming out and a lot of TV shows was, coming out. Uh, I heard there was like 30. So many. The TV shows are just as good. Like I watched yeah, that Winter Soldier. They can, they can ride that train. Me and Christina. Christina liked the uh, falls off. The tracks. WandaVision one. The yeah. WandaVision was weird. It was strange. I heard it was weird. It was good though. It was a good weird. I think that's the reason she liked it because it was a good weird and it wasn't overly kind of uh, like blowing people up and gunshots and stuff. Like um, that Loki show comes out in the next couple weeks and that stars Owen Wilson is is one of the main uh, guys in hmm. that. And he looks awesome in the trailers. They're they're nailing it out of the park samuel jackson and we, and we probably should have worked him in on one of the star wars ones but i know we're going to do a star wars pod uh somewhat soon hopefully going to do it with uh, andy justin texted me yesterday and uh said I get, i'm doing a massage on andy gene later today he says really? the same guy we did the pod in the movie with and i said yeah man I said, <laughs> tell him i said hi and tell him i'm gonna be calling him soon because he's a star wars fanatic and Is he's he? the one i gotta get uh come in and uh, talk about all some of the intricacies of star wars films so we'll be talking about uh samuel jackson and those fortunately he had to be wrapped up in the prequels but hey you're still in the universe you still got a lightsaber still part of it you still got that purple lightsaber too i bet he kept it Oh, ben shit, yeah. Mantle. I guarantee he's got some fucking stuff in that movie, and he would definitely come he's back. He's probably got some great swag. Yeah, Windu, Mace Windu, I think is his name in that movie. Yeah, it was good. But 
Love Samuel, man. Every time he comes out with a new movie, you know whatever uh, Quentin's going to do, he might throw him in there, so I, I hope he does, too. I don't know what Quentin's working on right now. He wasn't in Once Upon a Time, was he? Maybe he no. was. He wasn't in Once Upon a Time mm-hmm. in Hollywood, huh? Eh, guess you can't put him in everything. But, yeah, that's Samuel for now. Me and uh, my cousin are going to be doing the next pod. The next pod's going to be slasher films. Nice. We got some really great ones uh, picked, and we're going to... Uh, bring that uh, to you while I'm up north, and then the following. Meeting, so I get like two weeks off. Yeah, you get two weeks off. So, me and Justin next week are going to do um, two weeks. Two weeks. Me and Justin are going to be the the Terminator franchise. Is There's it? only six films, but it's going to be obviously the Terminator movies are pretty intricate. So I'm enjoying. I'm look forward to rewatching some of those and rewatching the first or watching for the first time. I, I still haven't seen that Dark Fate that last one. Last one. But I'll have seen it be, by that time. Then me and you, uh, we have a man versus nature one, which is going to be awesome. Who wins? Uh, nature, nature for the most time. <laughs> I guess it's a, it's a tie. <laughs> most of these movies, it was a tie. So we're going to be talking like The Edge, Revenant, Alive. Uh, there's a couple of movies in there you might have to. Re- have you seen Frozen? Not the cartoon, the uh, the Adam Green one with the wolves. Yeah, with the wolves in there in the uh, the ski lift. You showed me a bunch of scenes. Ooh, man, that's such a good movie. It's short too. It's like 80 minutes. It's awesome. I'll, I'll lend it to you before we uh, get that time. <laughs> it's about people on a ski lift that are one jumps off of it uh, and then gets eaten by wolves. Yeah. In fact, maybe I did see it here. That, that, some of the worst stuff was when she fell asleep on the snow lift Owner, with, yeah. her, with her head no, next to the thing. No, I saw it here. To peel the I saw it here. Her. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably showed it to you. We watched it here. Yeah, I bought it for Matt one Christmas. <laughs> you bought it for Matt? For Matt, our, our brother. And the showed it was nieces. I don't know. They I, got you I wonder if they all watched it down there. Oh, we're going to watch Frozen. We're going to watch Frozen. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this doesn't seem like Key Frozen. Music. I don't know what the hell's going on here. <laughs> What's with the wolves? It's <laughs> <laughs> so great. It's one of the weird random Adam Green movies because he's yeah. famous for Someone the, watched the uh, Someone watched watched the uh what's the movie when they got left out the scuba divers oh open water so sort of oh, we could have had that on there too so sort of the same idea yeah we could have easily uh, done open water on there we still can't it still can't we haven't done it you didn't tell them uh, what's going on shit yet so yeah we got a big uh crop of uh episodes coming up in the next few weeks it's gonna would be that really cujo cool. be man versus nature uh yeah i mean it, it totally would i mean anything with people dealing with uh, arachnophobia either but animals or like graveyard elements. shift yeah, you're thinking more animals where you think, could be thinking of like uh, elements. I think of elements when I think in nature, I think of creatures. But elements, it could be I like, think uh, of like the extreme but the weather. Yeah, like like that. Alive. I think Arctic man versus on this. I think man versus elements. And man versus nature is creatures. You don't think nature would? Con- I think I would argue that that like Arctic. You can. You, I, could, you could argue. Oh, you, you certainly could put that. He had to deal with a polar bear there, anyways. So that yeah, would fit, anyways. Right. But with uh, yeah, alive. <laughs> I haven't watched it live in a while. I look forward to rewatching. I saw it in the theater. A little bit of cannibalism. I, I would eat somebody to stay alive. <laughs> I haven't seen someone eat somebody in a long time. My favorite South Park is the one when they <laughs> got caught. In the, they got caught in the school with Eric Roberts. Oh yeah, was yeah. One yeah. of the character, and then Mister uh, Garrison. Garrison's leaving. He's like, I'm gonna take a little doggy bag. With yeah, the Roberts. Take a little Garrison, or the scene, or what? I, we end up ending all our pods with South Park. It seems, <laughs> or where uh, Cartman's uh, making Scott Tennerman into yeah. chili. <laughs> Oh, your tears. Your tears are sad. This case is good. He won. <laughs> he did win. Uh, 
All right, so yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, shoot us a message at uh, fascinatorfilms at gmail.com or you could hit us up on Facebook, which is probably the best idea because we're uh, me and Justin are on it constantly. So you can hit us up on Facebook or you can check out our pictures. Uh, this one's a cool one. Like I said, this the one with Samuel Jackson for this week is just him with all brooding expressions and <laughs> different uh, eight different ex- brooding expressions, which are awesome. You can also uh, leave us a like or a comment on our platform, which is SoundCloud or iTunes, and we will uh, we would appreciate it. But until next week with uh, Slasher Films with my cousin Eric, uh, see ya. Bye. Hold on to your butt.